Ketuvot, Daf Kuf Gimel Amud Bet and Kuf Dalad Amud Aleph. What you can accomplish with high quality prayer, Amate Derebi. This piece of Gomorrah, this whole sugya, deals with the last days of, of Rabbi Yehuda and Asi and, uh, and his death. And it's a, it's a very important, apart from the importance of Rabbi Yehuda and Asi himself as a, as a person, the Gomorrah says when he died, there was no more Kedusha left, there was no more Anova left. In other words, uh, the, the standards of Kedusha and Anova changed forever. People didn't understand true humility and true sanctity in the same way after there was no longer the role model of Rabbi Yudha Hanossi. So this was a very momentous occasion when he died. But more, more even than that is the fact that it's the end of the Tanaic period. So after that begins the periods of the, of the Amoraim. So it's a different era. Rabbi Yehuda's passing away, Rabbi Yehuda Anossi's passing away represents a different era in Jewish history. It's a, it's a historic moment. It's not, not only is it an individual moment of importance. <coughs> and then afterwards is Bar Kafra, we, who, we, who appears in, this, in the sugya. Bar Kafra is the beginning of the Amoraic period uh, in, in Eretz Israel. And I find that when we travel around to some of these places in the Galil, it's interesting to see the Kivrei Tzadikim, where these various different Tzadikim are buried. But it's, I get a lot more pleasure out of, or meaning, I don't say pleasure, but meaning out of imagining these Tanoim wandering around there. The fact that you're on the place where they lived, where they walked, where they taught, where they... Just to, to kind of capture that, I felt the same when, we, when I went to Lithuania. It wasn't so much to see the old, um, the Chofetz Chaim's yeshiva in right, and the building or the building of Tells. These are all rundown buildings being used for other things. They didn't mean a whole lot to me. But to be standing at the place where the Chofetz Chaim would walk every day from his house to the Beis Medrash, to know that I'm standing on that path where he walked up and down his entire life, to try and capture some, some of that. And the same with these... Uh, places of these Mekamot Kedoshim in, in Eretz Israel to try and capture some of the hist- history and not from a historic perspective as much as from a perspective of, of Kedusha. Uh, and one of the places that's, that's interesting are the areas that the Tanoim used to be around. And one of them, of course, is Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi himself. And we know a fair amount about, wh- about where he was. So the Gemara starts at the bottom of Daf Kuf Gimel Amud Bet um, Tanya, we learn in a brisa, Rebbe mutal b'tzipori umakom b'chan lo b'veit sh'arim. Rebbe used to, um, was taken to Tzipori, Rashi says, b'chol yo b'tzipori. When he was ill, he went to Tzipori. Umakom kivro muchan lo b'veit sh'arim. But he had a burial place set aside in Beit sh'arim. Now, now Beit sh'arim, you pass, when you, when you go to Tveri and you go up the, up the six and you turn right, What's at the 70-something that you turn right to go to Tveria? After a few kilometers on the left-hand side, you pass Beit Sharim, and it's worth taking a, a drive into it. There's a park there with a, a massive cemetery that was found in the, in the, in the 1950s. Uh, and they found the kvorim of the, of the sons of, of Rabbi Yudha Anossi. So that was clearly a family kever of, of Rabbi Yudha Anossi. And the Bryce says he had, he had his own burial place there. And the Gemara says, "Vatanya tzedik tzedik tzedov helachach arebi lebeit sharim." They, um, what, what does it mean that he that he lived in Tzipori? He was taken to Tzipori. The Gemara says, "There's a brayser 
that the, the principle that you should pursue righteousness when you're choosing a Beit Din, choose the best Beit Din. For example, go to Rebbe's Beit Din, to Rabbi Yudha Nasi's Beit Din in Beit Sha'arim. So it seems that he wasn't just buried there, that he lived there. So the Gemara says, Rebbe beveit Sha'arim hava, elakim dechalishem to you litzipuri. Rebbe was, lived in Beit Sha'arim. So not only when you go to Beit Sha'arim and you walk around that, that park where the tombstone, where the, where the caves are, it's not just a cemetery that you're at. That's where they were. That's where Rabbi Yudah Anasi's base of Medrash was. That's where his base din was. Imagine who came there, who walked there, what things were discussed there, and what the Torah that took place there. It's, it's, it's unbelievable, and we kind of ignore that. We look at it as a historic site, but not as a, a place of, of, of such activity. And then when he was ill, the Medallia of Vasis Havira, they took him to Tsipuri, and you know you passed Tsipuri on the way to, to Tveria. And they took him to Tsipuri, which is higher, says Rashi. Sits on the top of the mountain like a bird, and that's exactly as it is. You pass it, and you see Tsipuri on the top of the mountain. They took Rabbi Yudha Anossi there to try and recover in his illness at the end of his life. That's where he was. So it would seem that, that he, he was between Tsipuri and, and Beit Sha'arim. Uh, but there's a Tosfus in, in Megillah, where on, on Dafhei, where Tosfus asked, but what about, uh, about Tveria? Nirishaya bitveria bime Antoninus, kshayu yachad. When a- Antony used to come, the Caesar Antony used to come to Israel, Rabbi Yudha Anossi used to entertain him in Tveria. So you go around Tveria and you think of Rabbi Yudha Anossi walking those streets in old, in old Tveria with Antoninus and, and, and what that all meant. So he, he, his, his political life seems to have been in Tveria. He taught in Beit Sha'arim, and that was his Beis Hamedrash and his Beis Din. And in his later years, in the, the end of his life, he was taken to Tsipuri to benefit from the, the better weather. It was a bit of a resort up there in Tsipuri, it seems. Um, th- there's a Rashi also in Sanhedrin, uh, where Rashi says, on, we, we have the same comment right here in the top of Kav Gimel Amud Beis, where Rebbe says, don't do Hespedim to me in sort of middle-sized towns, do the Hespedim in the big cities. Uh, and on that Rashi says in Megillah, sorry, Rashi refers to our Gemara on Kuf Gimel Amud Aleph and Beis, you're going to have to carry me a long way from Tsipuri to Beit Sharim. Uh, don't, uh, and when you're doing that, have the Hespedim in the big places. He died in Sipori and he's buried, his burial place is in Beit Sharim. And then he said, Don't stop at every little village and make a Hesped. We're at the big towns, you stop there and people will gather and they'll come for the Hespedim. To the, to the big towns. People will come from the small towns to the big towns, and that's where we should do the, the Hesped. So again, we see Beit Sharim is the place of the, of the Quran. The guides will take you to this, these caves, and they'll show you that's where Rabbi Yudanasi is buried. But there are some amazing travelogues that have been written over the centuries, and I've mentioned to you that the Rav Mibartanura uh, came from, from uh, Italy to Israel, and visited all sorts of communities on the way and documented. He wrote a travelogue, which we have, 
of each community and what he found there. And I've told you about when he came to Yerushalayim, it was so, there was so, just about 70 people there. There was, wasn't even a Sefer Torah and how he built Yerushalayim into a community and, and miraculously it then became ready to receive the Gerushay Sfarad, the people who were expelled from Sfarad. So that was a travelogue. But even earlier than that, we have two amazing travels, more than two, but the two for the purposes of here. The one is the, the, the uh, travelogue of Rabinyonin Mitudela. There's a street, I think in Yerushalayim, there's a Rabinyonin Mitudela street. Rabinyonin Mitudela was a, was a traveler, and he traveled through Europe, and he came from the town of Toledo in the, a little town in Spain. He traveled across all the, the, the whole of the Mediterranean, came to Israel, and documents everything he saw all over the place. Um, and the other one is Repetachim Regensburg. Repetachim Regensburg, these are, this is 12th century. Repetachim Regensburg is a, is a brother of Rihalavan, who's one of the most important Bale Tosfus. And he wrote a travelogue, and we've got that as well. Um, Rabinyonin Metudela writes that when, uh, uh, so I think it's Rabbi Petachi Merigensburg, when he came to Yerushalayim, he found one Jew in Yerushalayim. We don't have a, a sense of, of, of what was going on at that time. One Jew was left in Yerushalayim because of the Crusaders. Uh, he had a special permit, this one Jew, to, to be there. Uh, and um, Petachi Merigensburg also, also writes about his, 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 his journeys. He saw, he went to, to the area of Haifa, found the Ma'arat Eliyahu, which we still have today. So one wonders, how do they know about the Ma'arat Eliyahu? We've got some graphic points. He, he was there and he visited it. So clearly he was given some, there was a Masora, there was a tradition that that's where the Ma'arat Eliyahu was. And, and from then it's only a thousand years ago. So we, we know that. Uh, and he says he found the leftovers of the Mizbeach that Eliyahu built on the Carmel, which we don't, which is, isn't there anymore, but he still saw that. Um, both of them, the uh, Rabbi Rabinyomim Metudela and Rabbi of Regensburg, both say that the kever of Rabbi Yehuda Anossi is in Sipori. Although the Gemara says, and he says, Rabbi himself says, when you carry me to, to, to Beit Sharim, don't make a spadium in the big towns. <laughs> says the Shita Mukubetzet on our Gemara, he brings an earlier version of Rashi, the, the Shita Mukhebetes. The Shita Mukhebetes is an amazing researcher. He's like one of the real Lomdisha academics. He's at the end of the time of the Rishonim, the beginning of the time of the Achronim. We've talked about him on, on Erev Yomtev, Erev Simkastera. I spoke to you about a tshuva of the Radvaz. The Radvaz was the Rebbe of the Shita Mukhebetes. Um, the Shita Mukubetet and the Radvaz were Rabbeim of the Arizal. So this is a very important period. And he brings a Rashi that he finds in the Madura Kama in an earlier v- version that Rashi doesn't say he's buried in Beit Sharim. He had bought a plot in Beit Sharim. That, that's what we know, says Rashi. The Kabbalah Biyado, and there's a Kabbalah, I don't know who Biyado is, whether he's talking about Rashi or himself. He has a Kabbalah Shikivro Betzipori. The Kabbalah is that he's, born in, he's buried in Sipuri. And I was at his kever, says the Shittim So how does he know that it's the kever? Probably from the travelogues and the tradition that there was. It says, I was at his kever. So what happens, says the Shittim He's got this burial place in Beit Sharim. Why is he buried in, um, 
in Zipori, לפי שנפטר בציפורי והיה ערב שבס, כדאמרים בירושלמי. וירושלמי says he died ערב שבס. So they probably buried him right away there. There wasn't time to take him. He'd, he had bought this plot. That's why Rashi said, Makom kvurato kanuilo. He had a burial plot in Beit Sharim and his children were buried later on in Beit Sharim. But he was buried in Tsipuri. That he was actually buried in Tsipuri and there is a burial place for him there in Tsipuri as well. Outside the town, of the old town, on the slopes of the, of the mountain, there's a place that's still marked as the kever of of Rabbi Yudah Hanossi. Well, it's important also, the piece that, that, that continues in the Gemara is where um, Rebbe was dying. Here I wanted to show you the power of tefillah. Uh, Rebbe was dying and everybody was davening that he should live. There, were, there was a lot of tefillah going on. And Salika Amite de Rebbe Leigra, for the famous Gemara with Rebbe's maidservant, went up to the roof and she started davening from the roof in Sipuri. I can feel, she says, imagine what a level his, his maid was, his housekeeper. And she says, I can feel that up in Shemaim you want Rebbe. And look at how people are davening down here. We want Rebbe. May the, may the bottom ones, us down here, may we win this battle and keep Rebbe. Um, and then she saw how Rebbe was suffering every time he had to go to the restroom and he had to take his tefillin off and put his tefillin on and he was suffering terribly. Uh, she realized and she stopped davening. It's time for the upper world to win. There's, there's no point in keeping Rebbe down here. It's not fair to Rebbe. We want him. But look how he's suffering. But the Rabbonin didn't stop davening for him. They carried on in the base She took a vessel and threw it down from the roof and it made a big noise. So they all stopped for a moment to see what had happened. They stopped from their davening and at that moment that they stopped davening, Rebbe died. So you see from there, Chaim Shmulevitz used to give many examples of that, how it's possible particularly for Talmidim, through the power of HaKoros HaToiv, Reb Chaim Shmuelevitz used to explain it. It's not just tefillah. It's tefillah with, with HaKoros HaToiv, with gratitude, uh, a sense of indebtedness to Rebbe, to actually hold him, to keep him alive. Uh, even after Min HaShemayim, it was decreed that it was his time to go. They were able to keep him alive until for a moment they stopped davening. Rabbi Kivayge points out on the side, brings a Gemara in the Dorim, a very, an amazing comment of, uh, in, in the run on the Gemara and the Dorim. That'll be our next Masechta. Maybe we'll have a chance to talk about it in more detail. Then where Rabbi Akiva goes in to do a Bikr Cholim by one of his Talmidim. Uh, <coughs> and because of that Bikr Cholim, the, the Talmud recovers. <coughs> and the Talmud says, you saved me, Rabbi Akiva. And, and then Ravdimi comes, Kiata Ravdimi Omer, Ravdimi is much later. Ravdimi is an Amoira, later, a later Amoira Talmud of Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, and Ravdimi later on says, Visiting a sick person can be responsible for his longevity. You can cure him. And one who does not go and visit a, a sick person could be the cause of his death. And the Gemara says, What does it mean? How, how can you? Cause of the death, what does it mean? If, you, if you're not with him and you can't empathize and feel his situation, your tefillah is such you don't pray for him to recover, you don't pray for him 
to die. Says the run, we see from here that there are times when you can daven that a person should die. That a person's suffering so much that we can't do, what do they call it now, assisted death. Um, so we can't do that. That's not allowed to do anything that can be makari of the death. But through tefillah you can. And, and the run says that um, th there are times you see from here, there is a time where you can actually daven that it's, the person is suffering so much, he's at the end of his life, and he's suffering so much. Take him easily and comfortably and, uh, and, and, let him, and let him pass on. But the important thing that the run says is, why does that fellow have to be when you're visiting? What's that got to do with visiting? Why does the Gemara say, if you visit, you save him. If you don't visit, you cause his death. Says the run because of the quality of davening. It's not just the tefillah on its own. It's a different quality of davening when you're with the person and you see the person and you can empathize with the person. So we need to know tefillahs, not only is tefillah not just a transactional thing that you have to go and say the tefillahs and, and mumble them. It has to be with heart, of course. But there's even a greater quality of, of tefillah when it comes to davening for a person is to be with that person in their pain, in their suffering to feel that person, to empathize with that person. And from that place of empathy to Davin, says the run, that's Tfilato Yote Mo'elet. That's a much more powerful Davening than just going home and Davening and saying Tilim at the end of, at the end of uh, Davening or Amish Berak, the Sevator. That's all good to say those things and do those things. But you can't compare the power of Tfilot that, that exists when you're actually with the person, empathizing with the person, feeling the person suffering and Davening from that place of empathy. Go ahead.